Uh, welcome back to the Funny Books and Firewater podcast. We're a drinking podcast with a comic book problem. Shake the shit out of it. But hey, welcome to uh, Funny Books and Firewater podcast. Uh, we are continuing our back to school month. Uh, a little behind the scenes. It's probably been a month since we've actually recorded. Uh, we've That's all why had... we do them in advance. I know, right? Um, evergreen content. Baby. Evergreen content. Uh, yeah. Um, anyway, I'll, I'll, we'll have to, I'm going to we'll have to catch up at some point in time in the near future. Anyway, uh, this week we are doing The Backstagers by uh, James Tinian IV. The Substack star. So, what? Who? Oh, you guys are so out of the loop. Yeah, apparently. I'll tell you later. Okay. So Substack is a subscription service that just stole James Tinian, that signed Nick Spencer, who left Amazing Spider-Man. So Tinian just quit Batman to go to Substack. Is this a comic company, or what is this? Nah, Substack does more journalist things and newsletters kind of a thing, so they stole him. They just nabbed um, Jonathan Hickman, went to Substack, and huh. they just took... Uh, who else they took? They took the Spider-Man guy, the X-Men guy, the Batman guy. Donnie Cates signed a deal with Substack, but he's still at Marvel. Yeah, Marvel's and, not going to let him go. Right, but there's a lot of people jumping to Substack and it's a subscription service, so oh, Scotty Young went to Substack and Chip Zdarsky is going to Substack. Oh, interesting. And they're going, sign up for seven to eight bucks a month and you get what I put out each month for seven dollars a month. Oh, huh, that's kind of cool. Well, interesting. But it's not for all of Substack, it's each. Oh, oh shit! So, so it's like- seven bucks for Chip. It's eight bucks for Hickman. It's seven bucks for Tinian. Yeah, um, their output wow. monthly. See, but actually, Hickman only costs five dollars per month. You just have to read a paragraph of his explaining why he's smarter than you to get it. Yeah, no. Sure. Every third month, when that comes out. Yeah. Actually, speaking of Scotty Young, it was kind of funny. So we actually were in my hometown and did free comic book day. So this mm-hmm. is uh-huh. which yeah. they did in August this year. But it was super cool. I went there. My buddy, who we were same with couldn't go so i bought got him a bunch of comics and of course you do the for every free comic you buy two so we yeah. spent some good money but they had this new uh carnage series out and he loves venom and carnage yeah and I, yeah. I grabbed it wasn't the free one but i just grabbed one for him but they had the variant cover by scotty young doing like venom and carnage uh-huh. i'll have to send you guys a pick it's super cool because scotty young is my favorite artist so yeah i just i have I a book of happy. his art um right over there i think yeah i have like a, a, one of his, his uh, art books but uh anyway we also have in this book uh i'm guessing that's ryan yeah, it's Brian. Brian Sai. Brian Sai and Walter Baramonte. That's a weird font, man. That's a hard one to read. Yeah, Baramonte. Uh, as you have heard, we have Ellen joining us this week. Uh, we have Lena with us. We have yeah. Mr. Todd. We have Mr. Adam. And I am Brian. Oh. And, and uh, this is an interesting book for us to do because everyone on this podcast has done theater at some level at some point in time, which is very some interesting. Some are more involved in tech currently. Well, yeah, yeah. behind the scenes. I guess I'm and see, I had fun because I have been on all sides of the roles in this book. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes in certain shows, doing all of them at once, and that's a yeah. fun project during Hell Week. So, yeah. Yep. Uh, anyway, uh, so yeah, so uh, this is basically a book about a kid in a new school, all boys school, uh, who ends up uh, falling in with the bad crowd, which is all the stage technicians. Um, and I, from experience, will tell you that they are the bad crowd. Um, and we're not bad; we're just misunderstood. I don't know. I think we're just bad. We're special. <laughs> um, I mean, and- technically, Ellen and I get to say that we're the we're the saviors because we're the same managers. <laughs> Because when one of you dorks wanders down a hallway, we're coming to get you. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's true. 
have tracking on them. I want, you know what, that's what you should do is you should put those Apple tags in performers costumes so you can find out where in the building they've wandered off to. No, I don't mm. think I care. Once you get into professional theater, you just charge them if they miss their entrance. <laughs> I guess it's true. So sucks to suck. Yeah. But what you do is you put in those, uh, the motorized lights and you put the little tags on them that you have in the actors that the oh, lights follow them around. Them. <laughs> yeah. You black tracks on them. There you go. Yeah. I used to, I worked at a theater where, um, depending on the reception from the microphone, I could tell you where they were because I knew like, <laughs> oh, I get this kind of reception in this room. I, like, so people were like, hey, have you seen this one? I'm like, I like solo their mic and be like, uh, they're in the green room. And they're like, you sure? I'm like, pretty sure. Like I could just, I just knowing it as to how much interference I had, I could tell you where they were. Um, wow. That's yeah. awesome. Such a sound guy. Nerd. Yep. Yep. Nerd. Yep, yep. Anyway. And it's uh, only awkward when you solo them in there in the bathroom. Oh my gosh. I've heard so much shit. My favorite. <laughs> Uh, literally I've heard some literally. shit man oh man yeah uh, I can I've only imagine I've accidentally I, I think I've told the story on here before but I was doing sound check for uh, uh, a rehearsal I think it was an early rehearsal of Fiddler on the Roof and uh, mm -hmm. I had you know had one actor on they went off stage whatever I'm doing a sound check and then I hear a waterfall sound effect and I was like there are no waterfalls in this show <laughs> and I looked down and I'd left model the tailor's microphone up and he was taking a leak and I had pumped his uh, his uh, his bathroom break into the entire theater Oh, so we had a healthy flow. Apparently, you know, so uh, there was that. Brian I mean, Sample at least used it as a waterfall in a later production. I would do something like that, but no, I, I didn't. That's that awesome, point. man. I, yeah. Uh, anyway, I've done. There's too many weird, horrible stories. Like, I don't know. Theater's one of those things where people are like, oh, do you remember when this happened? And all of a sudden you go, oh, yeah, I do. But like, by far, it may not have been the strangest thing that ever happened, but it was still like truly bizarre by any normal human being standards. Um, but, you know, that's how it goes. Uh, like when Todd and I were trying to torture an actress playing uh, Maria in uh, West Side Story. West Side Story. Every oh. time she would, because she had to uh, treat the audience as if they were the mirror for I Feel Pretty. And so she would look at the booth and Todd and I would do weird things <laughs> try to crack her up. One of my personal favorites was when we, we had two toy assholes. dinosaurs and we had them fighting in the window as she looked up. That was a good one. We had fun. Uh, please, please tell me you mooned her. No. no. We, we were good Mormons at the time. No. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That was that was back when we were we were good, sort of. You even took her out on a date bowling. I did, yeah. It didn't uh -huh. go well. Um, anyway, uh, yeah. So, Adam, what is our cocktail for this week? Well, going back to what Ellen and Lena said, strangely enough, this one is called the stage manager because I'm sure this yeah. is what they need when they go home from production. Uh, yeah. So, in an ice filled shaker, you're going to put one and a quarter ounces of spiced rum, three quarter ounce of a dark rum, three quarter ounce of Cointreau, two ounces each of cranberry, pineapple juice, and sweet and sour. You're going to go ahead and shake the shit out of it, strain into an ice-filled cocktail glass, and garnish with a Luxardo cherry. Okay, A, that sounds delicious. Yes. It does. That sounds really good. B, yeah. and Lena Ellen telling me if I'm wrong, I feel like any cocktail for a stage manager needs to be very strong, but also have coffee involved. No. No, you don't think so? No, because when no, they I just drink three three of those sleep and, and forget everything. I guess. I don't know. I can drink coffee and pass out immediately, so, <laughs> I, yeah, so can that I. doesn't mean anything. Yeah, I just think I'm no. an equal opportunity Mixed drink employer. Okay, that works. Honestly, when I get home from an event, I'm usually just trying to drink wine to pass out as fast as I can. <laughs> yeah. Or if it was a really rough event, I'm chugging water and then I'm going to bed yeah. and I will drink the next day. Yeah. Yeah. So okay, cool. Uh well I'll drinking just put the game. Stella rules. Rosa near you yeah. when you wake up. There you go. Uh morning Stella Rosa. Yeah. That sounds terrific. <laughs> I mean it's it's sort of, <laughs> we're gonna start. It, it's it's like a shower or uh yeah, a shower beer. Shower um, beer, shower yeah. wine. 
Yeah. I mean, hey, that's how it goes. Uh, okay. So, uh, Mr. Todd, what is your drinking game rule for this week? Cliche. Okay. So every time you see the uh, tropes of all the different things in theater, you get to take a drink. So you've got the stagehand, the stage managers who know what's going on, the diva actors, the wide eye, fresh face. Y'all get to take a drink. Okay. You literally just took two of my drinking games. <laughs> yes. Well, and you so, are worse than panels at Comic Con when I'm moderating. I know. <laughs> uh, my, uh, I'm going to steal probably another one of yours, uh, just because mine is similar. Uh, mine is uh, job description. Every time they introduce a new kid, like a new person's job in the theater and what they actually do, uh, take a drink. Uh, Lena, do you have a drinking game rule for us? Yeah, it's called "Are They in Love?" Um, every time you question if the two actor brothers are in love with each other, take a drink. They are. Yeah. As I was reading it, I yelled really loud, "Are they making out?" And Brian was like, "Probably." Who are you talking about? And I was uh, like, "These brothers." He was like, "Oh no." <laughs> <laughs> oh no. They're good Christian boys. I don't. I wouldn't say that. Oh no. Uh, do you? Uh, do you have a drinking game rule? And no, I forgot okay. that we do drinking games, and I was just got really excited. So now I'm going to come up with one. <laughs> okay. Adam, what is your drinking game rule that we haven't stolen from you yet? Uh, so mine's called Lingo. Anytime they talk about something to do with theater or a play or a musical. Okay. And mine's going to be, uh, I'm going to tack on to yours, and it's going to be Lingo, but get it right. Drink every time they say the wrong Lingo, because there's so much. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. About it. Yeah. You hear that, Jim? That's a burn. <laughs> and see, I was all excited because mine was going to be called, you're an asshole, an asshole, <laughs> whenever the actors are assholes. Yeah. That's why we drink in real life. Uh, um, oh, that yeah. was always the reason Brian and I gave why we took money at that little community theater we worked at. It's like, yeah, I don't take money for doing the job. I take money because I'm dealing with the actors. That's very true. That's yeah. yeah. It's kind of uh, all you don't pay a prostitute to have sex. You pay her to leave kind of thing. <laughs> there you go. I've never heard that and I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you could pay him to leave too. I mean, it goes yeah. both ways. Either way, it's still. Oh, it had nothing know. to do with the gender. It was just the idea of a. Uh, you never mind. Yeah. All right. No. <laughs> I wonder if someone's tried that in like a court of law. Like that was their defense was I didn't pay them for the sex. I paid them to leave. I hope so. Yeah. I don't I, know. Does that all fall upon when the money is transacted? I think it also is intent though. At that and also, point if you set up a camera to record yourself, could you just say you were paying them to shoot a pornography scene? Uh, people have gotten away with that one before, actually. Oh my god! Sure, they're actors. Yeah. yeah. So. As long as you like say, "Hey, we're going to form a film a scene," you consent yeah. to that. I, I, I don't know. I don't know why we got on this tangent. But Way to go! Do, do you really have to ask? Like tangents is what we do. Yeah, that is we don't really go on porn tangents too often. I mean, no. I bring I bring a certain elegance to the show. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> You're stealing my lines. Does. <laughs> I'm just here to make Adam talk about porn endlessly. It's my only job. I mean, you I don't can have to put this arm. Want. Yeah. I mean, we can just do like my dad wrote a porn, porn Adam wrote a porn. So, brotherly yeah. incest. Yeah. Anyway. Back to yeah. high school. So, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, there's tons of porn in high school. So, that in Utah. And I also feel like there's one thing that, that wasn't here that I definitely remember when I was in high school theater, which was. Everyone dating everyone else. Oh, yeah. God, yes. There was a lot of, especially with the, the tech crew, <laughs> there was a lot of vulgarity and making out and people dating the same people. Like, it was a small crew that they all, like, dated each other. 
I had that in college, but my high school was still pretty G-rated. I, know. I ended Maybe up marrying my high school then. manager. Yeah, sure. Todd did marry a stage manager. Uh, Lena, what are your thoughts? This was a strange book. Yeah. <laughs> was it? Um, I was excited because I originally wanted to be uh, on stage when I first got into theater. And by happenstance, ended up backstage. Um, I didn't get a part in my, was my sophomore year of high school. I had auditioned for a role in West Side Story, surprisingly enough, and got a call back, but then didn't end up getting a part. And the director was like, I still want you to be involved because I know how much you want to be involved. So I was basically a gopher and went to every rehearsal and I was kind of her I wrote all her notes and helped the stage managers and everything. And then one of the stage managers dropped out um, two weeks before the show opened. (laughs) And so they were like, Lena, you've been at every rehearsal. Do you want to be the assistant stage manager? And I was like, I don't know what that is, but yeah. Okay. And, um, and then I fell in love and I never went back on stage and auditioned ever since. And so um, now I'm in events where I basically, instead of dealing with actors, I deal with salespeople. So, um, which are fairly similar (laughs) (laughs) how they deal with shit. So um, so I was, I was excited about this because I have such a love for how I came into being a backstager and how I became a, a stage manager and, and how I found my career. And this was just weird. I, the whole like other dimension realm thing that they had and everything and the, and goes along with the thing I love about the book is the stage managers are the ones that, you know, have it all figured out. They get uh-huh. it. They know what yeah. to do. And um, no, that did make me laugh. But the the whole thing was just I don't know that that whole like other dimension thing I don't think was necessary. The obsessiveness over the uh, I think it was the light board. Yeah, uh, I know well actually you Brian I'm sure <laughs> the soundboard, but like. I yeah. knew guys that were like that were like, this is my, this is my thing. Like, yeah. I don't, no one touches this but me. And yeah. So uh, the, the, the personalities for some of the things were pretty accurate. The actor thing, I think is definitely a trope. I mean, I don't know. I didn't have, I didn't deal with actors like that when I was in high school um, at all. Uh, but I went, I went to two different high schools and I didn't deal with <laughs> like that um but so but the story itself was i mean the the kid that's like wants to get involved and they get shunned by the actors and he goes backstage and everything but was cute but the getting lost in the the other like into the backstage closet (laughs) realm thing i was like i don't okay this is very strange hi sasquatch i actually really loved that part of book um the like getting lost in some random closet i feel like that's how it was every time we walked into a new theater in high school in college when i toured you walk in and you're like i am in clearly another dimension or i'm in a haunted house and something's gonna come get me like the times that i had to walk into dressing rooms that were under stages and i'm like this is how i die 
some monster is going to come attack me. <laughs> Someone come with me. And I feel like making that a space that's like kind of fun. It, I don't know. I really liked it. I liked the idea that like one person knows how to get there. You take your friends, you find a random thing in the corner and you're like, this will probably work. And then it does. Yeah. It doesn't. I mean, and I have like personally just a lot of ghost stories from different theaters that I've worked at. Um, so like I've had mm. weird experiences, but like, yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like, um, I don't know. Oh, the, but the weird obsessive thing you're talking about, about the, the board, uh, we have a, a music director whose favorite story to tell about me is that we had a new guy working and uh, I had designed and built this uh, the system for the band's in-ear monitors as to how they were mixing their own in-ear monitors. And like I built it from the ground up, programmed the whole thing. And this guy came up and goes, this is really cool. Where did you get it? And I said, I built it. And he goes, no, no, like, where did you buy it? And I was like, I built I it. Built like, it. <laughs> he, like, he did not understand that I custom built every fucking button on that thing. Uh, like he just was not getting that. I'm like, no, no, no. That was spewed out of my brain in some horrible, horrible way. Uh, and I was a little obsessed over that system, uh, which is fair. I mean, it's kind yeah. of what I was being paid to do anyway. But uh, yeah. So what are your thoughts? Um, like I said, I really liked the mysterious like closet because I feel like that happened at theaters that I worked at where they're like, especially being the youngest person on the call, they're like, go in that closet that's like three doors on the left and then down the hallway and then open the door and you're going to find like three or four Lecos in the corner. They're not going to have safeties on them. They're going to be half taken apart. Just grab those and we'll deal with it. And you're like, yeah. okay. So you go on a search <laughs> and like, you come back with literally a pile of trash and they're like, that's exactly what we're looking for. And you're yeah. like, cool. I don't know where I just was, but I'm I'm back and I didn't die. Yeah. Um, the one thing that I didn't enjoy about this book is I don't, and I don't know if this is just like the particular brand of theater that I've worked in, but a lot of the references I, I didn't think were right. Yeah. Like there was a lot of terminology that I was like, especially in their conversations that I was like, that's, that feels like a film term or that yeah. feels like a, someone pretending mm. to do theater term. Like there were a lot but, of it just like took me a second that I was like, what are they trying to refer to? Weird. Yeah. yeah. Where did they get But that? it actually makes sense if you think about it because it's high school, right? Yeah. Not every totally. high school. Kids are going off of what they're like what they're able to kind of refer back to so the yeah. terminology not being right actually doesn't surprise me or bother me just because I know when I was in high school I didn't go to some arts high school or anything like that like I so that piece I'm I'd be a little worried if they knew the right terminology and they're <laughs> Like I don't know though. Like 15, I don't know. 16 I guess, years old. Yeah, I guess it just it made me feel like it was it was a little misleading in terms of like what theater actually is in some places. I was like, that's not the right term. And I I think I would have preferred it to be at least a little closer or something that felt more layman's terms than that. Because it felt like mm -hmm. they were pulling it from somewhere and it wasn't anywhere that I recognized. And I was like, that's kind of a bummer because the rest of this book I really identify with. Um, and the other thing that is very, very picky and is probably just a pet peeve of mine, but you don't become a stage manager because you are the most experienced or you are the oldest or you've been the best on the light board. You become a stage manager because you like it. It's a totally separate job. It is not a stepping stone. So I didn't like that they were like, hey, light board kid, you're the stage manager next year. And I was like, well, why can't you just, I don't know, be a lighting programmer? We employ those all the time and that's a perfectly fine job. Yeah. And I feel but like- again, maybe he Ellen, was the you're, best you're also, you're also getting caught up in like, you work in the industry. <laughs> But like, remember in high school, you didn't ha like, there was five of them that were on that backstage crew. Like it's, 
Right. Know, well, but at that point. I guess, yeah. And, and this is, this is one of my pet peeves with like high school arts programs in general is like, we don't prepare them for real life, but we expect them to either go to college and know what they're doing or go out into the real world and know what they're doing. So there's just a few of those things in this book that I was like, man, I wish this felt truer to like the craft that I love. And my, my high school didn't have a lot of money, but we did have books that we read about the industry. And like, we had a few people that kind of knew what they were doing. So I don't know. I just also, I hate when people are like, what you're doing is a lower job. Like running a board isn't what you need to be doing. You need to aspire to X. Because I feel like people do that with actors too. So those are the only two things. Mm -hmm. And I feel like they're super picky or or, yeah, they're super picky of me. But the rest of the book I really liked. And I love that the actors are complete tropes and brothers, but also occasionally look like they're making out in the art. Sure. Yeah. So I can see both sides of it because I wasn't prepared and I, I was never good enough to go into professional theater or even mainstream college theater but it was still, it was fun for me. I really enjoyed it. In high school, I was a medium-sized fish in a small pond. So that was kind of cool. So I really did enjoy a lot of it because of the fact that I did remember a lot of the parts of it and being on both sides where I was the actor, I was the sound guy. I never did lighting, but for me, the cool part was when it went into like the other realm reminded me of my college days to where now I'm in. And again, it wasn't a big school. It was a small Christian school again, uh, to where all this stuff was so brand new and so weird to me. It felt like I was in the other dimension. If I was like, okay, go do this. I'm like, I don't know where the fuck that is. Like, I don't even know what that means because I never learned that. And so I, I did identify with both parts and I don't know. It was, it was fun. It was cheesy. I kind of wish there was more around the actual characters, like being backstagers and not so much like the weird world with like the creepy spiders that freak you out, but really aren't harmful kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I did identify with a lot of the characters and I did really, really like the, the metaphor that this spooky, scary room is something that you're not familiar with because you've never done it before. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause that was me in college trying to figure out all the shit on a more like a more professional stage than I'd ever done before. So mm-hmm. I don't know. It, it's silly. It's, but it's still charming and fun and kind of has some manga esque things thrown into it. Yeah. And I, I do want to read more. I mean, cause it kind of leaves a little bit of a cliffhanger when that weird ghost dude comes out of the door. And uh, I don't know if I will read more cause I'm a busy girl, but uh, <laughs> it at least got my interest. So I, I do want to see what happens. And I really hope the McQueen brothers get their due because they just were annoying as fuck. They're the worst. <laughs> either, either they like get their due or they finally kiss and we find out they're adopted from different families. <laughs> they look Maybe. similar. They but, look uh, really similar. Have you seen gay men and their boyfriends? It, it's, mm. it's like older people and their dogs. They grow to look like each mm-hmm. other. No, seriously, there's a big thing. Like You can just go Google gay boyfriend twins and, well, safe search because there actually are some gay boyfriend twins. <laughs> No, I swear to God, like someone told me about that. That sounds like, what? terrifying to type. No, it's seriously twin cest porn that's out there. We go back to the porn thing again. Sounds but there's like yeah. a whole collage of like guys who are dating who look exactly like their boyfriends. And someone told me I look like Clark. I'm like, no, we don't. We look Give completely alike. Give it time. Dude, by the time he's my age, I'll be 60. And there's no way we're going to look alike. So who knows? Uh, Mr. Todd, what are your thoughts? Well, as I've been enjoying your guys' ramblings, I've gotten drunk as a skunk off of wild turkey. So Congratulations. and this is the rare breed barrel proof see that right there so it's got a um punchiness oh it's just 60 percent. so it's 120 proof so why not (laughs) so as i was going through and listening to all of you guys what's interesting is we go back to our high school experiences and you were all talking about your own and i went to a high school that didn't have legal lights we had source fours and i had a nerdy enough uh stage crew teacher says they're actually called diachroic reflectors and i'm like 
think. Why do I still remember they're called diacroic reflectors, having it be a Lico or a Source 4 or whatever brand? And I was just dying to see the word Fresnel yeah. in this whole book because it's not spelled the way it sounds. No, it's And not. I just wanted to see it. And you can see that's exactly why he didn't use it. Um, Fresnel. In this Fresnel, right? Yeah, yeah, Fresnels. Fresnels. So the greatest thing and the worst thing about this book, again, was the other dimensions. It's like, where are things? It's like, it's never exactly the same place twice. I think I know where it is. We'll find it. And in high school, I did this. And I mean, I only really worked in two places. I started to dabble a little bit when I first went to college. And then I noped out when I decided I liked sunshine as when I noped out of the uh, stage. <laughs> I, I, I feel very seen by that statement right there. Oh, uh, same, Bryce. <laughs> <laughs> Being the absolute vampire who uh, is going to have to go to take a little nap after we're done recording because I have to work tonight. But uh, yeah. anyway. right. So, but I just I got to that point. I'm like, I like sunshine. I think I'm done with this. And that's when I left the whole thing because I had a great time in high school. I mean, I met my wife there, which was wonderful, and I did it a uh, community theater with Brian for many for a long time. We did a lot of shows. I can still do half the uh, choreography to Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. I, I know and most of the lyrics still too, actually. It's just all there. And you're just yeah. like, ugh. And yet at the same time, so I have some of the best memories and the best times of doing this. And you look back at it again and talk about an island of misfit toys <laughs> in different ways. And I'm like, was I a misfit toys? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I was kind of broken. That was okay. I, I work and, on a daily basis with the island of misfit toys and it's lovely. So. Right. <laughs> it's lovely, but I'm like, I was broken guy. I was really, yeah, that was okay. Yeah. Though. And I figured myself out of there. Yeah. And so it was, I really wanted to love this book. And we're all talking about our own memories from this book. And our thing with this book is it's not matching our memories. Yeah. Exactly. And it doesn't. And it never will exactly match everyone's memories, but it brings us there. There's three volumes of this. Oh, really? I knew of two. I didn't know there was a third. There is a third one. And um, James Tinian, who's also come out as um, bisexual. And what's interesting to watch is in his own way as a misfit toy is this a little bit playing with that as you've got the um beautiful diva stars and their parents that are uber rich and oh we'll just cut your program and we'll replace you so we have full control and you see this thing and you're like really at the same time you need to have that conflict i get it mm -hmm. and you've got the seniors or the stage managers that actually know everything and you've got this tie-ins like well back in the 80s or 1987 or whatever that year was says we will be back you've got this continuity of change that happens in high school even more so than professional theater because it is this absolute marching of change that they're really the continuity is that change occurs yeah which is an interesting thing to watch and you always have the new guy you always have the person at the light board you always have the stage manager and things are rolling over and as much as you're like oh why is the light board guy have to be a stage manager it's like well because he's the senior <laughs> and we've got to fill that spot and then we have to fill the light board spot because it's constantly rolling and i got all of that and the spider were dumb but yeah. <laughs> being lost in the back and figuring that out and i'm like oh this is cool and you go somewhere else how does this work out this is cool because even with tours with brian and different theaters he's worked at and i'm like oh this is strange or the green room i've got to crouch and get my head under or you're like this is a strange spot is this under here <laughs> like, how do they what theater are you talking about like in? oh wait you're talking about lyric i'm like i was like what I, I was like, what thing do you have to duck for? And I'm like, oh, I, I know the theater you're talking about. Never mind. Right. It was all there. And I'm like, 
I totally get it. The greatest thing and the dumbest thing was the uh, no, nowhere is the exact same place twice, unless you kind of know where it is, and then it just kind of shows up. Mm-hmm. I thought that was brilliant of the concept, and the execution with the spiders fell flat. Yeah. So it was the greatest yeah, concept. Yeah, I didn't get the spiders at all. I was like, what the fuck's going on? No, I would have a lot more fun if you had the ghost of George or whatever. The ghost of the theater, I think, would have been a much better fit from my personal experience. Yeah. Now, there's and- a, that theater you're talking about where you had to duck there's a a, a mm-hmm. ghost there named everett and i have known many a props person stage manager who a prop would not be in the right spot they would say everett can you bring that prop back walk to the other side of the theater come back and all of a sudden the prop was back in the spot just magically placed back there like could not find it anywhere so i, I have a confession Thank you, to make that was actually me from fucking with the prop master from high school so probably probably <laughs> That could be true. What I remember Becky's gonna in high come school, kick your ass, man. Right. As a sophomore, you mopped the stage floor every time. As a mm-hmm. junior, you operated the sound or light board or you managed stage right. And as a senior, you had the opportunity to be a stage manager. And the thing that was absolutely sacred is um, my high school had a Steinway grand piano. <laughs> and that thing was the absolute sacred. It's like no one touches it. Even the people playing it aren't really allowed to touch it that much. You know, <laughs> <laughs> they can play it, but that's about it. And no one else really messes with it. And it had its very own home on stage left that it got tucked into because it was the um it was the goddamn Steinway Grand Piano, and it was worth more than any of our lives yeah. as that was drilled into us. So I guess my general review of this, I really wanted to like this book more than I actually liked this book. I identified with a lot of the tropes and things they were setting up. The execution of, oh, I'm going to go find this crystal thing back here and be afraid of the spiders fell flat. Okay. But you've got like, oh, I'm going to go. I mean, he's one of us. No one man left behind. Mm-hmm. I get that. I appreciate that. That's way to go. And yeah, the stage manager's like, no, we're going to go get him. Why? Because they're the stage manager and his others goes like, oh, we can't find him. But the others are going to go find him and we're going to make sure this shit happens. Like, oh, just two of you is going to do the whole thing. And they're like, yeah, for the first act, <laughs> I bet we could pull it off. <laughs> And I'm like, oh, I've totally been there and that kind of things. So my ability to identify with this story was awesome. I was annoyed by the spiders and I had to fight my annoyance. Hey, Clark. They say hi. So, yeah. So I was annoyed by the spiders and did the spiders annoy me greater than anything else? Almost. So I haven't read volumes two and three yet, but I, this was like, yeah, it was one of those things is like, oh, this is the book that was written for me. Almost. Yeah. So, and I, I, yeah, I feel that way about other almost. parts of the story. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, oh, I was really so like, good. oh, this almost. is written for me. Almost. almost. So close. Yep. Yeah. So, so I have a, a side question was, so you know how a lot of shows, they are theaters, they have like their little superstitions or their weird things before mm-hmm. a show. Uh-huh. So did right. any of you in your performances, whether you were tech or actors, did you have any of those? Before no. a show. As a person or as like the, the theater? As a theater. Um, I mean, in high school, we did like the hand holdy thing, which was fine. I never got into that. Um, no, and don't touch me. Yeah. After that, no, I feel like every professional theater I've ever worked in, I walked in and they were like, we have this thing. And I'm like, you go do that thing then. Unless yeah. it's super important for me to be there. I'm just going to go do my job. Um, Cause usually there's just too much to do for the show. So yeah, I mean, like, right. most of that stuff uh, in my experience comes from an individual 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 one-on-one basis like different actors or different people have their own ways of doing 
doing things. I have weird habits when I mix shows of like, I, I drop my faders, I run my fingers down along the entire bottom of the board when mixing for some random reason. Like once stuff's down, I just like run my hand across it just to double check that it's all down. Don't know why I still to this day do it. There's no particularly good reason to do it. If you don't do it though, is it a bad show? I think that's the part that... It's just a superstition. It's just like a, a habit that I, what do. I do. Right, but if, like, I mean, one of the things I remember it. most from high school is we had I-beams that ran perpendicular from the catwalk. And this was the catwalk that was actually perpendicular from the stage. So I remember sneaking up there for the first time because I just started. I'm like, dude, I'm going to go check this out. And it was in the middle of a performance. And I was unaware that there was I-beams directly in the walkway. So I'm up there in high school and I walk at full speed and my shin comes into contact Ooh, with this yeah. I-beam. And it's like a concert going on. Yeah. And it's like, you know, the band. And I know I can't make a sound because everyone's going to hear it. And I'm pretty sure I just like snapped my foot off because I yeah. walked into it so quickly. And I'm just like crying up there yeah. without making a sound. And I'm just like, oh, I can still feel it just thinking about it now. Oh, and the other great memory was dating the stage manager and making out on the roof of the auditorium because that's what we would do because we had access. <laughs> <laughs> And he was uh, like, oh, have you? Like, what have you ever done? It's like, I've made out on the roof of the auditorium. So one of the things the wife and I do, it's like, every time she goes to a new school, it's like, have we made out on the roof of the school yet? Like, oh, we should correct that. <laughs> How often have you done that? <laughs> Most of them. Oh, good. That makes me happy, oh, yeah. actually. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. I mean, my stamina for prolonged makeout's not what it once was. Let's be fair. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to pause yeah. in between to take a sip of water, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I think we're not going to get better than that. So let's leave on that note. Uh, what is your grade, Ellen? Uh, I'm going to give it an A minus because like super fun to read. If you're not particular about seniority, I don't know why that rubs me the wrong way, but I hate seniority. Yeah. It's the worst idea. And, and misusing duct and tape misusing for duct what tape should be gaff tape. tape. That's, right. that's that's a cardinal yeah. sin right yeah, there. Oh yeah, that bugged the... me too. <laughs> yeah, gaff There's tape no came. Tape I would have been theater. like, yeah, I would have been like, I'm here for you, Sasha. I yeah. get it. You're the master. He came back and duct tape and i was like okay you're still an idiot yeah <laughs> yeah that's gonna hurt yeah uh, but yeah a minus for duct tape okay uh lena uh i'm gonna say b plus i liked the the characters i liked all the things i just there was too much in the other realm for yeah. me to get spiders excited. killed it yeah yeah uh todd you didn't need it put your grade so on the, the spiders the spiders from mars <laughs> Right? The spider sucked. <laughs> so it gets a BB plus because mm -hmm. I really wanted to love this. I mm -hmm. really identified with this. And I'm like, oh, this is my jam. This is me. What the fuck is up with the spiders? Yeah. Okay. So uh, it, it's B plus. Cool. Uh, Mr. Adam? Uh, I'm B plus as well. I, I had a lot of fun with it. I really saw some parallels between the, you know, the other world, the weird place where you know what's going on to my mm -hmm. own life and my own, my own kind of journey with theater. Uh, but uh, again, the spiders, that first of all, freaked me out because I hate spiders. And second of all, it was like, oh, they're friendly spiders. I'm like, fuck you. There's no friendly spiders that big. Go to Australia. Tell me the same thing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but it did intrigue me enough to want to go read more. I just don't know when or if that will happen. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with a B, mainly because... Uh, I've been told by my family many times, we don't know what you do, but apparently you're good enough to make a living at it. And I'm always, I was always kind of hoping for like a book that I could like give to my nieces and nephews to kind of explain what like this their is uncle what does. I do. Yeah. No. And I was hoping this would be it. This was not it. Uh, no. It's cute and all, but yeah, no, not so much. So I'm going to give it's it It's cute. Yeah. That might be the best review. It's cute yeah. and all, but not quite. Yeah. And I guess as, as all of us who are theater people, maybe this sums it up the best. I was more excited to read the book than I was to actually read it. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I found 
found yeah. out there was a character named Beckett. Super excited. Yeah. Was the lighting person. Yeah. Which is currently the industry that I work in mostly. Yep. That that I think pushed it to an A for me, just yeah. because there was a character <laughs> who shared my name. Stand yeah. by your grade. Stand <laughs> yeah. by it. Proudly. Don't be no, influenced by others. <laughs> no, I am, but I just had to point out that there's a character with my name that mm-hmm. works in lighting. In the same industry. Yeah. In the very specific part of the industry, I guess. That's true. Yeah, and porn. I like porn. <laughs> you I know, it could be worse. I do fully. <laughs> Better than plumber. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love that idea. Have you seen there are videos um about the the Foley artist? Obviously it's fake, but the Foley artist for The Bachelor. I we okay, so I I hate to admit this, but Ellen has 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 taken me to the dark side and I have been watching The Bachelorette and now we watch no. The Bachelor in Paradise. They're yeah. so funny. Dude. I, I was watching that up the, the first episode of Bachelor in Paradise today and all these people were making out and I was like, this sounds like it's added sound effects. Like this is like just sloppy and gross. And I'm like someone was like <laughs> slapping two raw chicken breasts together or something like that. Like it just does not sound right. No, that was not good. That, that was the sound <laughs> effects in the bedroom afterwards. Yeah. The one thing I can't get Sasquatch to watch is is any of the bachelor stuff we've watched are you the one we've watched uh well i watched love island he tried and he was like this shit's boring Mm -hmm. uh i forget the other one Uh, x on the beach was another one that we watched now we're watching the challenge on mtv the way that i I have discovered the greatest show in the world and it's called letter kenny on hulu yeah i've been telling you about that for like a year it is oh my god funny the first the first two the first episode is hilarious but we tried and we got six episodes in and we could not finish watching it it is the same jokes over and over and it's not done well if you want a better version of it go watch trailer park boys no, 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 no. no, no I'm no, on no, season no. seven right now, and I am converted. I'm ready to be Canadian over It took these you guys. seven seasons to get into the show? No, 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 no it's great. I'm on yeah. season seven of eight. Uh-huh. I okay. think there's eight seasons right now. Yeah, and they filmed it is ten back to back. The best cold opening of all is Wayne has seen the schlong of Stuart, and him talking and not talking about it is absolutely glorious. And then he goes, we have talked way too much about somebody else's horn. What are we doing here? Yeah. Oh! Speaking of... <laughs> that, um, so, Lena, the way that they got me into... <gasps> Hello! Hi, Aria! Hi, Aria! Can you wave? Say hi. The way that I was convinced to start watching The Bachelor is we made a sports bracket, and there was betting um, onto who would last. So... That's probably how I get Skaswatch to watch. Although, yeah. truth be told, we don't like we it, the things that we love about reality tv is the fighting that happens and mtv really does that's their market a right good there job mm-hmm. yeah. when it comes to 20 between like 22 and 20 and like 32 year olds acting like a bunch of assholes that's mtv has a uh you okay. know a i can't, foothold I can't on that watch market. those Here's yeah, one thing, I though. I couldn't either. Cause yeah. I used to, because I'm like, I just want to see who wins. And yeah. he's like, "What? why are you fast-forwarding through the best parts? So now, the way that we watch everything is we 
we basically are commentating on it. So mm-hmm. we can't watch live TV anymore because yeah. we tried no. and it doesn't work for us. We have to watch everything on demand because we always pause and we make comments and then we go back to what we were watching. <laughs> okay. So two things for the comment part of it uh, for Bachelor in Paradise. One, Adam or uh, David Spade was doing uh, Instagram foot videos of him making yeah, fun so of the show. He used to do like really quick like wrap ups, right? And he would just do the most ridiculous wrap ups and would do those. And they hired him as a special guest. Uh, he's like the host, host of the of the the Bachelor in Paradise, and he's living his best oh, he- life. And the commentary is like he's definitely the everyman. Yeah, he has all the people watching this that aren't taking it terribly seriously. Yeah, one of the girls walked on and he's like, she's here. To start, start some, some shit, shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like yeah the commentary from him is spectacular because yes. he's not in, like he's invested but in the same way that i think most of america is where yeah. they're like let's see where this shit show goes yeah yeah for sure number two is the chiron producer right so they have like mm-hmm. the, the name and then they say though you know a lot of times they'll say like from this season yeah, from that season third. yeah whatever the lower third of it and they have like they revealed that one of the girls on the show had gone on a date and kissed one of the other contestants uncle and then for the rest of the episode her name is like you know whatever bethany or whatever that says kiss trey's uncle and like that's just what it says like underneath <laughs> the entire well, there's time a guy who shows up that is completely wonderful. naked yeah yeah there's a guy who shows up completely naked and so it has his name and it just says naked, naked. <laughs> underneath just it like, like they yeah. just pick the most random yeah like, drama filled fact about them and put it under their name instead yeah. of what season they're from or what they do or yeah. anything like that it's just naked yeah kiss so and so's uncle yeah and you're like here to start some shit yeah has already drank too much like yeah. just weird stuff <laughs> they're pretty great okay anyways anyway we should wrap this up but uh, letter kenny uh the glory that is <laughs> the you know, glory the the people that introduced me to Bachelor actually love Letterkenny, so it's amazing. <laughs> I've never watched it. I can't. So it. total uh, side tangent. So we're talking about shows, but the show I want to <laughs> know if anybody has watched is Resident Alien. No, I haven't. Sci-fi. Yet. No. Okay, so it's on Peacock. If you have, Peacock. if you have the app, and Peacock. it's Alan Tiddick, and um, it is really funny. My parent, my sister, and my dad are like obsessed. And um, and so they got me to watch it, and it's actually extremely funny, and uh, I think would fit in very well with this crowd. So okay, all right, check it out. Cool. Recommendation taken. Recommendation taken. Yeah. Uh, yes. Cool. So next week we are going to be uh, reading what's the what's the American. Silent a voice. Silent voice. Silent a voice. silent voice. Uh, it's Konakashi, I believe, is the original name, which I think is what my book says on it. Um, I, I know a little bit about it being about a girl who got bullied. Oh, Adam, you've probably already read it because you're ready to do both. Yeah. So I, I've actually seen both the anime movie and read the read the manga. So uh-huh. uh, it's about these kids in junior high school. Uh, I think Kochi or Kocha was the main character. I, I could also be the the deaf girl's name, but he's trying to be cool and show off and be that that kid. And then this deaf girl. Comes comes to the school and he just starts relentlessly making fun of her and bullying her and it just kind of tells the story of both their lives and the fallout of what happens with his being a bully and then it ends kind of around the end of high school and then the the next manga series the rest of it and then the movie kind of goes into what happens after high school when people have finally grown up and hopefully become better people but it, the, the book will piss you off like reading it 
and how he treats this poor girl mm-hmm. who is nothing but sweet and nice to him is mm-hmm. really, really shitty. But then, you know what? Sometimes karma's a bitch. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. So. Uh, cool. Well, uh, so then that'll do it for this week. Ellen, thanks for joining us. Uh, thank you Yay. all for joining us. Uh, so good to see your faces again. I know, right? been a bit uh cool well so that'll do it and uh, we will see you all later Bye. Bye. i'm still saying y'all like de-age from not having to see me anymore so us de-age i don't know there's so much gray in this little you know because you got like the billy goat thing going on i know right? I, I, this like is called the goat I like it i like the gray i'm gonna start calling well, you mr nice. gruff and visit you under it's- your bridge <laughs> It's that's deserved. I might show up next week. You know, I'll get like that touch of just for men. You know, you can just mm-hmm. blend in and I'll just go to Don't town. Don't do it. Everything. That looks terrible. That's like straight up black. And I'm like, Don't do oh it. yeah, here I am. I'm 20. I'm like, no. My I'm favorite thing about Sasquatch is the like grays that run through his hair. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Dude, guys can go get distinguished. When we get gray, we get distinguished. And See, if you, when awesome. my hair is not, when my hair is down, I don't even know if you guys will be able to tell. All of my grays are literally uh-huh. right here. It's like Mine too. rogue. Yeah, you got the, the road stripes. So it's thing. and it's all it's like it's right at my temple. So it's literally like when I have my hair down, it's just this like white stripe that goes right there. <laughs> See, it's all fun and yeah. games saying you're distinguished as a man with gray hair until you get gray chest hair. Then everything's off the table. So so I've got like a gray chest hair. I'm waiting for a gray pube, and then I know I'm depressed. <laughs> <laughs>